Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. July 2018, and welcome to episode number 526 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkSport.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time here, folks, that being, of course, professional wrestling. As far as you notice, I say professional wrestling, I don't say sports entertainment. I keep it real, as we always do. <clears throat> Once again, like I said, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here, right here, coming uh, <clears throat> in here, actually talking about, of course, our favorite subject of all time, like we said, professional wrestling. We, of course, will get things started off with our wrestling news and views here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo, AD, the 2015 and 17 WWUS Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, the Super Machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived. He'll be running a little bit behind, but he'll be here one the whole momentarily. <clears throat> In the meantime here, I'll be bringing you to, uh, tonight's uh, wrestling uh, history here. Of course, we've got some interesting stuff here to talk about with that here tonight. But also on the line here tonight, folks, is a uh, 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, a WCWS Raw Radio contributor, also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. But of course, <clears throat> when you think when you think of this man's nickname here, folks, you got to of course think about that uh, uh, classic 66 time Happy Days, where of course one of the most infamous characters of all time from Happy Days pretty much did it, pretty much did a little something, I believe, just like this. He went. Hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am referring to Fonzie. Fonzie is also joining us. He is back there with us here tonight as well. Let's bring in, before we go any further, let's bring in J.D. and Fonzie on what should be uh, an extremely explosive and equally dynamic episode 526 of Revolution. Yeah, I'm ready. 
Let's take it to the extreme. It's going to be an extreme night, however, and it has been an extreme day. Yeah. So many extreme rules here, folks, as we, of course, continue our talk about, of course, extreme rules coming up here this Sunday and more about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, of course, first off, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed also will come, come to you tonight from one of our veteran groups here in the WCWS stable of groups on Facebook, that group being WCWS Nitro Thunder. If you care to join us here for our live video feed for Revolution Episode 526, feel free to, to join us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Nitro Thunder Lives. And if you want to join us, of course, on the talk shoot chat box, as always, the phone number, as always, as well, 1-724-444-7444, call ID 138-055-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we do have to talk about here this evening, <clears throat> which, of course, will include, in addition to the rest of the news and views and history and birthdays, we'll definitely have some of our thoughts and opinions on what it was. Uh, kind of a... I guess the best thing I can think of at this point right now is lackluster episode of Monday Night Raw heading into Extreme Rules. Also here, of course, uh, uh, we'll be, of course, uh, giving you a little bit of insight as to what's to, uh, some of the things that's happened here on SmackDown. Of course, more and more details on SmackDown tomorrow night, but we'll see a couple of tidbits here. Uh, plus, also here, folks, uh, we'll just have some uh, general uh, wrestling fun here this evening here as well, some big time wrestling talk here and there. But uh, just, just keep in mind here, we'll have some more folks to pop on here early. But we'll have a good old time here tonight, as we always do in the radio network each and every week. Let's go ahead and get things here going with our wrestling news and views. And, of course, to bring it here to us, from King Ice is the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo. J.D., what's going on in the wrestling news scene this evening? Well, apparently last night, or not last night, Total Bell Sunday night jumped up from 666,000 viewers last week, however, to 719,000 viewers as it shot up this week. Despite the fact it did not air, however, mind you, however, the week before, however, it'll be interesting to see as Sunday show delivered the fourth best viewership member in the three-year, however, history of the series. Meanwhile, speaking of Sunday, however, mind you, a new match has been signed for Sunday's Extreme Rules and will be on the pre-show, believe it or not, however, as Sanity, however, will be taking on the new day prior to Extreme Rules. Meanwhile, the viewership power for this past Monday night's Raw last night did not do so well. After scoring 2.707 last week, they averaged 2.47 million viewers this week. The first hour did 2.582 million viewers, hour 2, 2.508, while the third hour did 2.32 believe it or not. Uh, let's see. For the night, however, Raw overall, however, mind you, however, scored a 1.73 rating, down from 1.80 last week. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week, considering they'll be in Buffalo, New York next Monday night, going up against the Home Run Derby, which will be held in the nation's capital at National Stadium, or National's Park, however, if you will, prior to uh, next Tuesday night's All-Star Game, if you will. Meanwhile, Impact Wrestling Hour announced today that they have signed Tully Blanchard star Tessa Blanchard to a long-term deal. Terms of the deal have not been announced as of yet, however. Meanwhile, uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, yes, tonight, however, Cedric Alexander will be taking on Hideo Itami, however, mind you, however, on 205 Live following SmackDown Live, live in Manchester, New Hampshire. 
Meanwhile, Van Dango, however, will be undergoing surgery, underwent surgery today to report repair a torn labrum in his left shoulder, however, and will be likely out for six months, however. So best of luck in the recovery for Van Dango. In addition to that, however, mind you, Gold Dust Tower underwent knee surgery today, believe it or not, and we want to wish Dustin Runnels the best of luck. As he posted a Twitter to Twitter that he's undergoing a knee operation. The star shared a picture of himself with orthopedic surgeon Jeff Dugas in Birmingham, Alabama, however, today, knowing that he will not be able to bend, quote, the knee for a couple of weeks, however, mind you. Uh, he said at the time, however, earlier this afternoon, the following. Sitting here with that Jeff Dugas, MD, in Birmingham, ready. So, our best of luck, however, to the uh, bizarre one, if you will, however, who will be recovering from knee surgery. Meanwhile, however, following the WWE news, however, however, uh, that came out earlier today, however, apparently Clash of the Champions will not be held now whatsoever, however. As a result, however, Extreme Rules, however, will be held, as we know, this Sunday, however. But the pay-per-view that was supposed to be held, however, of TLC in October in Boston has been bumped now. As a result, Super Showdown Australia will be held on October 6th, however, and TLC instead will be bumped, however, to December 16th in San Jose, California, replacing the Clash of the Champions show, however. So apparently that is the story we've heard, however, mind you, as that is what's going to happen there. And finally, however, Mikey Whipwreck recently spoke with Andy M. of Wrestling Inc. and spoke about WWE's ECW relaunch, ECW relaunch and his time working with Paul Heyman. Here are some of the comments that Mikey had to say on WWE's ECW relaunch. I think a lot of the guys that were there were rejects at first from WWE and WCW, so they really didn't have anywhere else to go. Plus, it was the whole atmosphere and the whole attitude of us, them type us versus them type of deal. And Paul Heyman wasn't micromanaging at all. He would just tell us where we were going, and this is what he has in mind. Everything else would be up to you. He would give you A, and he would give you Z. But B through Y was all up to you. So there's a lot of prayer for him to do what you want to do. It was really a fun time, however. On if he was contacted, on whether or not he was contacted with the relaunch of WWE's ECW relaunch, Mikey said the following. Indirectly, they did. Paul brought it up, but I said, I don't think I can do it. But my body probably wouldn't have been able to handle the schedule. He said, if they had done TV Friday and Saturday with house shows on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, they probably could have handled it. But considering you were doing house shows on the weekend and then TV was on Monday and Tuesday, my body wouldn't have handled it well. It would have ended quickly for me. On working with him, and he said the following, Paul didn't sleep. They called him the mad scientist because he was. There were plenty of times when it was like 7 p.m. and show would start at 7.30 and he would have a napkin and pencil and make decisions that way, asking who would I would want to work with that night. Paul was very good at that because he was very motivating. He was that cult like leader who would believe in anything he was saying. He could have been lying through his teeth, which many times it was the case, but he knew how to motivate you. He had his hand and still does have his hand on pop culture. He knew what the people wanted and where the pulse was, so he had it pretty down good, and it's still pretty doing pretty good today, however. And finally, one last note, however, off the page, however, mind you, however, mind you, we have heard, like I said, of course, the man was a sample take on the new day of, uh, of course, of Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier Howard, a.k.a. Buckwheat Woods, if you will, and we'll tell you who the members of Sandy are. But we also want to say, however, and this is not a congratulatory thing, but this is a very uh, moving and emotional thing, however, we definitely want to say congrats, however, to all the survivors that got out of the cave, however, in Thailand today, as they finally pulled the remaining people out of the cave, and we can safely say that all 12 people, including the coach, however, that were trapped in the cave for the last couple weeks, however, 
are doing okay and recovering, resting tonight, Howard. So that is good news to report, Howard, as all 12 survivors, including their coach, Howard, were removed from that cave, Howard, in Thailand that collapsed two weeks ago as they were rescued earlier this morning. Absolutely. Absolutely indeed. Uh, prayers always always come in handy in, in situations like this. And we're glad that they did work out here. Thank you very much for J.D. Of course, J.D. along with King and W.O. T. Smith is King Ice for 2017. All of Fame News Tag Team, they bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the radio network. And if the news doesn't fit, they always try to find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GPS's case, super glued and duct tape, you cannot beat that big time combination. That's quite of course, human suplex machine John Gross still has not yet arrived here, folks. So I'll be bringing you, of course, our rest of history here for today, July the 10th. That was here, uh, 31 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1987, at a WWF Wrestling Challenge taping in Houston, Texas, the Ultimate Warrior defeated Frenchie Martin. This was Warrior's TV debut, but he was still known as the Dingo Warrior at the time. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, yes, that's right. 30 years ago today, which you put it at 1988. And, and real quick, in case you guys are wondering, folks, how are, are led by Eric Young, their leader, Alexander Wolf, and Killing Dane. Of course, Eric Young used to be in TNA, of course, saying 5'11", 230, however, mind you, of course, made his debut in 1998. Alexander Wolf, of course, oh, mind oh. you, is 6'1", 245, however, from Germany, believe it or East Germany, as he was born in Dresden. And Killing Dane is known as the Belfast Brawler. Uh, he is 33 years old, of course, 6'4", 320, almost 325, believe it or not. Ooh, thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, I'll make a perfect turn. Now, I did hear also Nikki Cross last weekend made her debut on the house show circuit for SmackDown, so we could maybe see her maybe this week in Pittsburgh. You never know. Okay. Well, I definitely have to watch out for that there. Thank you very much there, J.D. Uh, like I said, 30 years ago today, 1988, Jim Crockett Promotions presented the Great American Bash 1988, The Price for Freedom, in the Baltimore Arena, Baltimore, Maryland. Though the Great American Bash had been around since 1985, first as a single show, then a series of shows, this is the first one on pay-per-view. About 13,000 were in attendance, with around 190,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. It's the first pay-per-view for Jim Crockett Promotions since the failed Bunkhouse Stampede in January. Here are the matches that took place at the Great American Bash 88. In a pre-show dark match, Rick Steiner and Dick Murdoch defeated Tim Horner and Kendall Wyndham. R. Anderson and Tully Blanchard fought Sting and Nikita Koloff to a 20-minute time limit draw for the NWA World Tag Team titles. The Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane defeated the Fantastics, Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers to win the NWA United States Tag Team titles Jim Cornette was suspended above a cage prior to the match. The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, along with Steve Williams, Jimmy Garvin, and Ron Garvin, defeated Kevin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda, Al Perez, the Russian Assassin, and Ivan Koloff in a Tower of Doom match. Barry Wyndham defeated Dusty Rhodes to retain the NWA United States heavyweight title. Rick Wade defeated Luger via referee stoppage to retain the NWA World Heavyweight title. The match produced quite the controversial finish. Luger, on the verge of winning the title via the human torture rack of doom, was profusely bleeding. The bout was stopped by the Maryland State Athletic Commission awarding the bout to 
Mr. Rick Flair. Twenty years ago, today we put it in 1998, WCW presented L.A. Melee from the Great Western Forum in Eaglewood, California. A sold-out crowd of 15,678 were in attendance for an internet audio pay-per-listen event. This was the last of six such events that WCW actually held. WCW TV champion Booker T defeated Fit Finley. Eddie Guerrero defeated Chavo Guerrero. Moving to Guerrero, Psychosis, and Secope defeated Damian, Viano 4, and Viano 5. The Ultimo Dragon defeated Dean Malenko by countout. Cruiserweight champion Chris Jericho defeated Ray Mysterio Jr. via DQ. Conan defeated Vincent by submission. Kevin Nash and Lex Luger defeated Bret Hart and the Giant via DQ. Goldberg defeated Kurt Henning to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title. And Sting defeated Hollywood Hogan in a steel cage match via submission. Now, before we continue real quick, here's what Paige said about the New Day Sandy match earlier today in a tweet. Tables are breaking, pancakes are flying, so I'm making it official. The New Day versus Sandy for the hashtag Extreme Rules kickoff in a, quote, hashtag tables match, hashtag SmackDown Live. Oh, okay. So that was, so that's, that's like you said, the pre-show match is going to be, you said, the New Day versus Sanity at Extreme yes, Rules? this Sunday. Okay. Uh, and, of course, it's at 30 p.m., however. I hope it does not stink, though. It may not be one of the best matches of the night. You never know. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, I mean, and with with the other match they announced last night, the cage match between Braun and KO, huh? you now got eleven matches for Sunday. That's going and of course we'll pull that up here. Of course, I'll be making my uh, list here about that for, for Extreme Rules here. Of course, uh, coming up here this week. Thank you very much, your JD. Uh, Seventeen years ago today, put it two thousand one, uh, SmackDown taping in Birmingham, Alabama. Jeff Hardy defeated Mike Olsen to win the WWF Hardcore title. The show is probably best remembered for Kurt Angle's acoustic rendition of Jimmy Crack Corn. In a 2009 countdown, the moment was selected as the fifth greatest in SmackDown history. Wait a minute, Jimmy Crack Corn, you say? Uh, yes, I did. Hold on, I got it for you. Hold on a second. Oh, well, I might have it right here. I might be able to play it right here. Oh, you got Okay, it's you got it. Yeah, Right? That's what I'm trying to do. 
I'll help you out. You think this is a good idea? Well, it was till he come in. Um, can you move over? You make me nervous. No. Not other way. You go. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. I think this one will cheer you up, Vince. Um. <clears throat> I remember that, yeah. He should have had Austin with him. They could have jammed together. Yeah, that was funny. 16 years ago today, put it 2002, in Philadelphia, Sanjay Dutt defeated Roderick Strong in the final match to win Combat Zone Wrestling's Best of the Best. Other participants were Homicide, Jack Evans, Chris Cash, B-Boy, Jimmy Ray, Alex Shelley, Bobby Quince, Ruckus, Petey Williams, Spider Nate Webb, Fonzie and JD. Had to had to do that to you guys. Hey, there you go. Thirteen years ago today, but at 2005. Yeah, that's right. CZW announces their annual tournament of death would take place at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia after the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission agrees to relaxed rules. If you remember too, he also did the Milkamania thing too. Oh, I remember that too. That was a. I loved that moment. That was great. Yeah, he did the video. Remember, he was mocking Steve Austin's thing with the beer. He did it with me. That was hilarious. And he did it at the <laughs> Hall of Fame as well. It was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he did. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. The agreement didn't stick, and less than two weeks before the show, the event was moved back to Delaware. Outside of a couple of special events in Germany, the annual show had been mostly held in June every year in Delaware ever since. Seven years ago today, we put it at 2011, TNA presented Destination X in the Impact Zone at Universal Studios in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Zarian defeated Samoa Joe. Douglas Williams defeated Mark Haskins in an open challenge match. Eric Young and Shark Boy defeated Generation Me, Jeremy and Max Buck. It would be Generation Me's last appearance with the company as the next day they asked for and was granted their release. Alex Shelley defeated Robbie E., Shannon Moore, and Amazing Red in an Ultimate X match to become the new number one contender for the TNA X Division title. RVE defeated Jerry Lynn. Austin Aries defeated Zima Ion, Luke and Jack Evans in a four-way match to win a TNA contract. Zima Ion and Luke would eventually also be signed to contracts. Brian Kendrick defeated Abyss to win the TNA X Division title, and AJ Styles defeated Christopher Daniels. Uh, three years ago today, put it also put 2015, at Evolve 45 in Wyber City, Florida, Timothy Thatcher defeated Drew Galloway to unify the Dragon Gate USA, open the Freedom Gate, and Evolve Championships. Thatcher would be the last man to hold Dragon Gate USA's top championship 
In August, Thatcher gave the championship belt to long-reign champion champion Gagano. His 873-day run is by far the longest in title's history, lasting from November 2011 to April 2014, and it was subsequently retired. Ah, two years ago today, put it at 2016, at UFC 200 in Las Vegas. They won't remember this. But Brock Lesnar defeated Mark Hunt by United States. Lesnar made a record $2.5 million for the fight. Six days later, the United States anti doping Agency announces Lesnar had a positive out-of-competition sample collected back to the Basically, it means he failed a drug test. A second sample and in competition one also tests positive for hydroxychloroquine four days later. Hydroxychloroquine agent would be one of the substances that Daniel tested positive for just days before he was set to face Daniel Cormier in the original main event of UFC 200. With Lesnar forfeited 10% of his purse which was $250,000, and would be suspended for one year by the Nevada State Athletic Commission retroactive to July the 9th at the USC 200. His win was overturned to a no contest. Despite the violation, Brock would not be punished by WWE as part-time performers were not subjected to the rules of, of the WWE's wellness policy. Today is a happy 50, happy 59th birthday to Dwayne Gill. A long time WWF jobber had his breakthrough in November 1998 when he first emerged as a surprise opponent for Mankind at Survivor Series. Then two days later, defeated Christian for the WWF light heavyweight title. Who is this? Dwayne Gill. He turned 59. Gilbert. Gilbert, okay. Gilbert. Soon after, Gill became Gilbert a parody of WCW wrestler Goldberg. Goldberg was a parody in every sense of the word, pre-recorded chants, sparklers, and fire extinguishers for pyrotechnics, a dotted line tattoo, and his penchant for losing, often in hilarious fashion. He did win as Goldberg one time, and he defeated Goldust on Raw's War in February of 1999. He would hold the light heavyweight title until February 2000, when he lost it to the repackaged S.A. Rios. After leaving the WWF, Gil continued to use the Gilbert gimmick on the independent circuit, most notably Maryland Championship Wrestling. He's appeared a few times since leaving all as Gilbert in 2003, interrupting the Rocks concert and a 15-man battle royal at the Raw 15th anniversary in 2007. In 2016, on the Edge and Christian show, and in February 2017, before being attacked by Kevin Owens. I remember that. Gil is married with three children. He briefly ran a wrestling school in Severn, Maryland. Today would have, also, today would have been the 92nd birthday of Reginald Lewowski, best known to wrestling fans as... The Crusher. Lewowski was best known as one half of the legendary tag team with William Atlas also known as Dick the Bruiser. The duo won the AWA tag team titles five times. Crusher would win them nine times total. And the World Wrestling Association tag titles six times. He was also a single success, winning the AWA world title three times and the Omaha version of the world heavyweight title. 
He was inducted into the WCW Hall of Fame in 1994 and the inaugural class of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in, uh, in 1996. Just before his death in 2005, he was inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame with his longtime tag partner, Dick the Bruiser. So happy birthday to Dwayne Gill and also to the Crusher here uh, today, here, folks. And there you have it there for And happy of- birthday also, and probably you probably didn't know about this, and for you football fans out there, wide receiver Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers turning 30 today. A.B. turns 30 today, folks. So happy birthday to one of the future wideouts of the NFL, Antonio Brown, however, of the Pittsburgh Steelers turning the big 3-0 today. Absolutely. Happy birthday there indeed. Uh, and all the birthdays are popping up all over the place, of course. Someone here actually just had one recently, too. Yes, someone had one on Sunday, to be exact. He turned legal. He, was, he had his first beer on Sunday. <laughs> he turned legal. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, 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 that's right. Yes, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen. Oh, buddy. What's that? I'm, I, I was saying Mr. Gonna... Chad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, the big boy, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, would you believe the guys, I got almost 200 birthday wishes on Facebook. That's uh, Awesome. So, uh, unbelievable. Indeed. So thank you all very much once again for the birthday wishes here. Of course, I meant very, very much to me. I do appreciate it. And uh, do you see the human suplex machine? John Gross has now made it on to our chat box here for episode 526 of Revolution. Of course, John is the other half of another, another part of our, our Raw Radio broadcast team, and he's also the first 2016 uh, WWE U.S. Hall of Famer. John, welcome. Mm-hmm. 526 of Revolution, sir. Good to have you with us. And, J.D., thank you very much here, sir, for the rest of the news and views here for tonight. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is Tuesday, July 10th, 2018. This is episode 526 of Revolution. Mr. W7 U.S. Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo, the human superstar, John Gross, and the heartbreak kid, Juan, because of you here tonight. I guess, guys, we're going right ahead here, of course, dive right on into it here, of course, and I know we're all itching to get to, get to say something about this. And as, of course, obviously, last night's edition of Monday Night Raw, and as I said at the beginning of the show, I think the word, a word that would definitely describe it might, one, as the best, most polite term I could think of would be possibly lackluster. So that was pretty much what it was. Um, for, what, for what, of course, J.D. did report the ratings was at 1.73, uh, of course, uh, the Iceman, of course, has been saying here multiple times about several things that could get that as to why Raw is going going downhill, downhill, and we'll talk more more detail about that here down the road. Uh, Fonzie, uh, did you have opportunity to ch- catch Raw last night? Uh, hell yeah. Uh, please, uh, my please. opinion, let me Start in my opinion. Please, uh, go ahead. Mm. Once again, I keep when I said I dropped the bomb the other day, the other night, I was right. Raw, every Monday night raw, you see a shitty garbage, a dump, took a shit. On the show, they got to get rid of and bring all superstars in. Seriously, because there's no competition, and 
on Raw, except the only best match, and JD is going to agree with me too. The best match was Seth fucking Rollins and Drew McIntyre. That was it. The rest of the other show was garbage. Uh, the funniest thing I, I saw was last Monday night when Braun Strowman tight tape the Porter John and tackle it like a bull tackle. And Kevin Owens was in there. It was hilarious. Who is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> I like how but last night when KO was in Kurt Angle's office and Braun Strowman came in. He's like, what's that smell? He got the Lysol and sprayed. He sprayed Kevin Owens with a whole entire body clothes. And announcement just made. So there's no running. There's no hiding. The only way you get out of a steel cage match is by pinfall, submission, or escape the cage or climb over. And KO is done. He, where is he going to go? He can't hide. He can't do nothing. So, uh, once again, it was a freaking shitty show. You know it's going to happen every single week. And it happened. Tonight, I think SmackDown was a pretty good show. I think it was a pretty good show because you got a woman as a GM who came out and make all these matches. And with with the Corbin doing second, yeah, he's a goofball. Angle's trying to do his best. He needs another assistant, no Corbin. He needs a female next to him to make it right. I don't say bring in Trish Stratus or somebody, but somebody got to help Kurt Angle, not Baron Corbin. He's a garbage, garbage. Uh, You're not going to bring no rankings up if you have a garbage assistant helping Kurt Angle. Look at what his SmackDown is doing tonight. Paige came out and made a 10-tag team match for the main event on SmackDown. Team Hell No with the new, teaming up with the New Day, the Brutios, versus the Sanity and the Russian Brothers. And now, right, uh, Sanity and the New Day is going to open up in a pre-show. So, there you go. Then you had, what you call it, Jeff Hardy teaming up with AJ Styles. And Rusev 
teaming up with Nakamura, okay? And Rusev got the pinfall, but interference came, so they took advantage, which is another advantage. Then we got Lumberjack match, Battle of the Sexes 2, and Oscar made Allensworth tap out. Then here comes the moneymaker, uh, you know, blindside Oscar, with the with the clown spraying your eyes by Allensworth. So now it's gotten a pretty interesting show now at at Pittsburgh, Extreme Rules. Page made it perfect. Ellsworth is gonna be up in the up in the sky in a shark cage hanging from the from above the ring, scare shitless, twenty feet high. And this is gonna be awesome. It's all it's Oscar versus Carmella. For the championship, and James Ellsworthy is up 20 feet above the ring in a shark cage. So, have a nice day. Have a nice day, Ellsworth. Don't shit your pants up there. So, um, yeah. So, smack the wall. Garbage. A fart horn. That's what it is. So... That's all I got to say for Raw. But I know we're going to talk about SmackDown tomorrow night, but SmackDown was a very good show. I'm telling you. So, okay. Well, thank you for a little preview of that. I do appreciate that. Um, thank you very much there, Fonzie. Uh, uh, let's see. John really uh, only had a couple of things to say about Raw. He says he gave us a negative because he said pretty much he says it sucked. Um the only match that he, he he said the main event was awesome. He said he also liked the match between Rollins and McIntyre. Other than that, that was pretty much it. So, and so that leads us into uh, <laughs> this. Will, this will give us our our next our next man right here. Plenty of opportunity to event. If you will, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive. Is of course, as you know, each and every night here, of course, uh, regardless of his Raw, SmackDown, or the pay-per-views, this man here is not afraid to, to, to dish out his feelings about what what has taken place on, like I said, Raw, any, uh, any of the Monday Night Raws, SmackDown Lives, pay-per-views, that sort of thing. He is not afraid to dish it out. We hope, hope a lot of people would be able to take it and all that, regardless, you know, if, if it's if it, if it's uh, helpful or harmful, like that, he's going to bring it. He's going to say it out because he definitely, he definitely knows, uh, definitely knows, uh, you know what, uh, what, what to say here in every, in every, in every uh, measurable sense. So, ladies and gentlemen, I do bring you once again the Iceman JD Jared DiGiamo with the Raw edition once again of the WWUS Icebreaker. And let's just say I have a hammer ready or have your hammers ready because there's going to be some chipping, to say the least, in some way tonight. Get back and relax, guys. Just have your one ready. Yeah. Just when you thought 
This one you thought, however, the heat could not be unbearable no longer. Yes, folks, last night, however, we were in one of the most unique cities of all, Boston, Massachusetts. And what happens to start out the show? We have Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, or Bob, get into a brawl with one another. And, of course, who should show up, however, to try to break up the fight, basically, and tell him not to fight, but everyone's favorite, the Olympian himself, Kurt Angle. But then... Here comes everyone's favorite little cocky-ass Baron Corbin in his sweater vest tower, a la Val Venus, along with Titus Worldwide, Apollo Crews, Mojo, Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, and the entire locker room as they became getting into a brawl. So once again, we had a brawl to start the show, however, between two guys who do not respect each other whatsoever, and they will be coming to blows, however, coming up this Sunday at Extreme Rules, which this should have been the end of the show. But then, of course, backstage, however, who do we see, however, watching the whole thing develop? But everyone's favorite, the blonde goddess herself, the little bimbo, five-foot little shrimp, no pun intended, Alexa Bliss, and everyone's favorite, Miss Mickey James, which, of course, led us into our first match of the evening. The so-called goddess herself and her, her little, uh, let's just say, helper, if you will, the, let's just say uh, the... Uh, uh, helper that she is, however, taking on Naya, of course, and Natty. And as a result, however, Naya and Natty end up beating Little Miss Bitch Bliss herself and her good friend, Mickey James, Miss Country Girl herself. However, afterwards, Alexa decides to take a cheap shot, however, at the so-called uh, irresistible force, however, and look where it got you there, uh, Alexa. Basically, you brought a Singapore cane into battle, however, and you thought you could use a kendo stick by whacking down the somewhat bigger, stronger Nia Jax. Well, guess what, however? That's just going to serve as a little reminder, however, coming up on Sunday, because Nia, however, is going to show no mercy on your pretty little face, however, and basically rearrange it in places you wouldn't even want to imagine, because basically she's going to beat the holy bejesus out of you. And if not, how any of you somehow get out of there unscathed, however, although I'm sure you'll be sore and bruised, however, after it's all said and done, however, and find a way to retain through your little buddy and somewhat little minion, Mickey James, however, helping you, however, you have a date and destiny with one other person. And I know Michelle's not fond of her, however, and calls her an overhyped rookie, and everyone calls her an overhyped rookie. Again, everyone's entitled to their opinion, as we all say, however, but guess what, however, Alexa, you're going to be in for a rude awakening, honey. Just when you thought you, your life as champion was still going to be all a bed of roses and you would be sitting in the driver's seat still saying you're the greatest thing ever, guess what? There's one more person you forgot, and that's yep. Rowdy Ronda Rousey. And come SummerSlam, however, if Nia does not destroy you, however, and basically rip your little pretty blonde hair all over the place in the PPG Paints Arena Sunday, however, then Ron is going to rip your basically scalp off in the Barclays Center in about four weeks in Brooklyn. Speaking of which, let's go next, however, mind you, to see Kevin Owens whine and complain that he has a doctor's note, however, because he can't compete tonight after feeling a little blue, no pun intended, last week when Braun Strowman pushed him over in the porta potty and he ended up getting blue gunk all over him, however, because he was so upset about it. Oh, poor baby! Poor baby! 
Anyway, that leads us to our next match, however. No way Joker Jose, who continues to look like an arrogant tool every week, however, with his stupid conga line, taking on rat boy Mojo Rawley, who basically now they're starting to get a little push behind, however, even though they hadn't done anything with him before. And what happens? Oh, yeah, the rat boy ends up beating the Joker once again as they continue to bore us more and more with these two, however, and their stupid little matches. From there, of course, we had... Another wonderful, huggable, lovable therapy session with the little bully herself, Sasha Banks, and baby girl, little whiny Bailey, if you will. Yay! And then, of course, that led us to nothing because this, again, continues to bore me to no end, and this is absolutely worthless. Speaking of worthless, we go to the back and we see the man who always burns it down and knows how to burn it down, Seth Rollins. But who does he run into? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sunel the Snake Singh and Jinder the Meathead Muppet Boy Meatball Penis Boy Mahal. Oh, goody. And what's Jinder and Sunel doing? Their mantra pretending to be enlightened with the universe and doing spiritual yoga. Saying, come with me, come with me. Believe in the Force, believe in the Force. You will come and uh, worship at my place, Howard, because I will teach you how to uh, come with the universe, Howard, and basically make sure you believe in my uh, sayings, however. Oh, good. It just goes to show you that they haven't done anything with Jinder in the last couple weeks other than make him look like a joke continuously and a total meatball in the process with his little boyfriend, Sunel the Snake Singh, doing this mantra thing. But, of course, that leads us to our number two when Seth comes out, however, to talk about the Iron Man match, when all of a sudden, however, out comes the D&D duo of, of course, the Destroyer, Drew McIntyre, the Dragon Slayer, as I call him, and his little boyfriend and chihuahua, if you will, Dolph the Douchebag Ziggler. Oh, goody! Douchebag Ziggler and the Dragon Slayer. Like, we knew this wasn't coming. The only thing that was funny about this whole thing is that, obviously, Rollins had a little fun at Drew's expense by basically telling, telling him he basically had sex with a sheep. Oh, good. Let's do animal sex jokes, however, while we're at it. Shows you once again, talking about douchebags, that Kevin, the total disaster boy done in his writing team, couldn't think of a stupid, cheesier line to put in the script this week. Way to go there, you D-bag Kevin Dunn. Way to think on your feet again. Speaking of D-bags, let's talk about our third match of the night. And, of course, it was Boing Bland, Bo Dallas, with the arrogant one himself, Curtis Axel, taking on the Woken Warriors, Matt Hardy, and Bray Wyatt. And what happens? Oh, yeah, once again, the little bitch boy himself, Bo Dallas, and his boyfriend, the arrogant one, Curtis Axel, the Chris Kattan, Will Ferrell of the WWE, get a cheap victory over the Woken Warriors, and now have won five weeks in a row now, and continue to look, supposedly, in coach's words, along with Corey Graves, so good right now, and they have a chance to beat the Woken Warriors and take off their tag titles this Sunday. Oh, good. That's just going to make me so happy to see, maybe on Sunday, however, to see these two teams, however, fight one another when they should have been on the pre-show rather than on the main show. But again, it just goes to show you that more and more they're getting behind Boyne Bland Bo Dallas and, of course, his buddy, the arrogant one, however, who, of course, is more and more looking like the Will Ferrell of the WWE, the Axeman himself, Curtis Axel. Speaking of which, of course... 
We then go to a backstage vignette, of course, with Bobby being interviewed by Renee. And, of course, he tells Roman, however, that he will show up to fight him, but he will not walk out. And then he does Roman's catchphrase at the end. But then who shows up afterwards? We go to another vignette scene, Tyler Breeze handing apparently new t-shirts that say fashion violation to none other than Liv the Muppet Morgan herself and Sarah Laughable Logan, which leads us into our next match, of course, how Ember the War Goddess Moon taking on the Muppet and the Laughable One minus Ruby Riot. And as a result, however, Ember Moon and Liv Morgan, of course, go eight minutes long, and in the end, Ember Moon, however, has the last laugh on the little Muppet Girl or should I say the blue smurf muppet, if you will, with the blue tongue, and her laughable friend Sarah Logan, minus Ruby Riot. Then, of course, Finn Bauer talks about his upcoming tag team matchup, which he will be teaming up with the glorious one tonight, facing everyone's favorite, the cockstain himself, cocky Baron Corbin, if you will, or should I say creepy cocky Baron Corbin, and, of course, the embarrassingly elephant boy himself, Elias. Oh, good. I'm so excited about this. Then, of course, we see KO continue to drive Kirk crazy. And, of course, that leads us into our next match shortly thereafter. Of course, Ziggler and McIntyre enter Kurt's dressing room or office tower. And Angle tells him that if McIntyre loses his match to Rollins tonight, however, then he will not be allowed at ringside, however, for this Sunday for the match between him and Ziggler. Of course, McIntyre said it was fine because Rollins wouldn't go, quote, through this mountain. Oh, real intense there, there, mind you, and real scary words to say there, Mr. McIntyre. I'm so afraid. But like I said, I can't say anything too bad about McIntyre. I do like him. I really do. And I have been a fan of his for a long time. But then, of course, we go to the semi-main event, which, of course, was the Demon Slayer King himself, none other than the man who at times continues to get off and on buried, none other than Mr. Balor and the Glorious One taking on, once again, of course, the cocky-ass Baron Corbin in his Val Venus haircut in his TGI Friday's vest, however, and, of course, his new buddy, apparently, the somewhat excruciating, embarrassingly elephant boy himself, Mr. Elias. And what happens? Oh, yeah, Elias and Corbin end up beating Finn and Bobby Roode because apparently, however, mind you, Roode was just couldn't follow up on finishing off Elias because Corbin had to come out of nowhere from behind and hit a cheap shot on Roode to get a cheap victory. And speaking of which, that leads us to our match that will be announced, obviously, also on Sunday, however, that they announced earlier in the day how while we were doing Raw Radio, we did not hear about it until after Raw Radio, and that, of course, is Finn Balor, of course, taking on the cockable uh, creep himself, the little, uh, let's just say, uh, kiss-ass, if you will, and the man who just basically is a total, uh, like I said, a creep and a total, uh, I need another good C-word to describe him. Oh, yeah, a little bit of a cock stain, Baron Corbin. Then, of course, we hear Braun enters Kurt's office. Owens flips out. Engel says he invites Strowman to the uh, office because he has now announced, however, that coming up this Sunday, Owens and Strowman will go at it in a steel cage match. Hmm, gee, couldn't wait till the last minute to book that one, could you guys? And then, of course, we go to the main event, which was Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre with, of course, that little chihuahua dog, Dolph Ziggler. As a result, McIntyre and Rollins fight a really good match here, but unfortunately, it ends, however, with Drew McIntyre coming on top because, once again, 
Drew, however, couldn't finish the job himself. He had to have his little chihuahua dog, douchebag Dolph Ziggler, do it for him because he couldn't finish it by himself. And it should have been Drew that finished it off and not have his little chihuahua, little uh, D-bag, uh, dickless wonder, Drew Dolph Ziggler, help him win the match against Rollins. So, yeah, all in all, however, once again, I got to say, as I said earlier, it was a very shitty Raw, however, with only one good match on the night, however. And now it just goes to show you more and more that they continue to book the same old crap. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. There's a couple guys right now that have not returned yet. And, I know, and I've said this the last few weeks, however, and I've said this maybe even longer than the last few weeks. But they have not been on TV for a while, and I'm wondering at this point what they're going to do with them. First off, where is Dean Ambrose? I understand Dean Ambrose is still recovering from an injury, okay? I understand that. But I'm thinking either maybe this Sunday in Pittsburgh, it could happen, maybe, I'm saying maybe now, or maybe next Monday in Buffalo, he returns to action for the first time since December, because we have not seen him since he got injured. And if not then, then I would not be surprised if they wait until maybe the following week when they're in Dean's hometown of Cincinnati, mind you, and bring him back to TV then, unless he's going to be back there visiting some old friends of his or some friends of his, and let everyone know how he's doing and recovering and give us an update on his recovery time. But right now I'm wondering what they're going to do with him upon his return. Another guy who has not been back for a while, and he has been cleared for quite some time, and they have not even put him on television for a while, obviously is that little jackass joker, Jason Jordan. Now, Jordan was supposed to be back, I understand, after the Greatest World Rumble, literally two months ago. Here it is now, almost July, however, and he has been out since what? Middle of February, right? They said it would be only about two, two and a half, three months, however. Now, apparently, unless they're going to send him down to NXT to get some uh, in-ring work back in... Get him back into shape, however, before he returns to the main roster, either Raw or SmackDown. What are they going to do with him when he comes back? The only thing I can see them maybe do with him is maybe have him team up with Chad Gable again and reform American Alpha. Because I'll tell you right now, Howard, if he comes back on a singles career on his own and leaves Gable high and dry like he did before, Howard, they're just going to absolutely waste him. Waste him to no end, in my opinion. So, yeah. Once again, Raw only had one good match on the night, however. The rest of the show was once again, as John put it in his uh, little video montage earlier today, boring and bland in Boston. So hopefully, uh, SmackDown, we'll talk about tomorrow night, obviously, was a little bit better this week as well as 205. I will have to wait and see. But I would definitely say once again, Raw totally fudged it up and dropped the ball this week again. Way to go, WWE. Way to go. There you go. Absolutely. Like I said, JD, uh, uh, JD likes it as, as, I'll say it in a minute here since I think of the right term here. JD knows how to let the fur fly, as they always say here, folks. So once again, we thank you, JD, for your raw edition of WWUS Icebreaker. Uh, let's give you this one more time here, folks. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. Episode 526 of Revolution, uh, Tuesday, July 10th, 2018. Mr. WWUS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Surface Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, here with you tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I need to also want to go ahead and let you know here, as you know, uh, we have, we we have got this prepped here last week. Uh, I'll give you more, a, little bit more, a little bit more insight here. Uh, we do have a new show that we are getting uh, getting uh, final preparations for uh, uh, to get it in the air here really, really soon. And that is, of course, WWS Wrestling Championship Challenge. 
as you know, some of the matches that are lined up, of course, that we did have. Uh, and I will say, have, first uh, off, on behalf of myself, and I can only speak for myself, and I know Fonzie might say the same thing, congratulations to Gerard and Michelle talking about Japan, Lucha Underground, and Ring of Honor. Oh, yes, I'm going to get ready to come to that here next thing there, J.D. Uh, of course, like I said, some of the matches that we do have lined up for Western Championship Challenge, uh, of course, I just keep in mind Michelle's got will be will be defending the in uh, the NJPWS and AWA US World Titles against John. Uh, we also still have, of course, the big uh, four title matchup here. Of course, it is JD versus Fonzie, John being in JD's corner, Michelle being in Fonzie's corner. Uh, Fonzie will be putting both ROH US belts on the line, the World Heavyweight Title and the Pure Title. Uh, JD will be putting the LWUS World Heavyweight title, as well as the WCWUS Cruiserweight Championship will be on the line there as well uh, in that match there. Um, also, uh, we do have, I think, two or three more come up, popping up up here on the horizon. Uh, and so, like I said, here we've got more championships coming up here, hopefully here really, really soon. Uh, also, we'll be talking about, the, we're still trying to get planned out the tournament for the uh, WSWIK Unified World Heavyweight Title Match. Hope we get that going here really, really soon. And also, of course, the SMWS belts. We're hoping we get that underway here as well for this new show. And we'll keep you informed as to when we'll have that uh, underway. We also have a page. I just created that this afternoon. uh, I'm good to go on that front. Okay. And also, as JD did put it here, ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed. Uh, we don't get an opportunity to to talk about to um, um, <clears throat> to talk about, of course, uh, everything outside of the WWE, of course, other than Impact. Uh, of course, I'm referring to um, um, uh, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, with the with the big matches that just happened here recently and all that, a, a, a real big interest has all has now popped up for these three organizations. So uh, after speaking with both King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, it is, a, it is a official here. We don't have an official day and time set up here yet. Uh, Gerard and Michelle will be hosting, co-hosting another show for us, which will be called WWUS Triple Threat Talk, in which will be talking to be nothing but Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and... Uh, Lucha, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, of course, like I said, there's a, new, there's a page that's on Facebook that's been uh, uh, be talking about, like I said, everything involved with those three organizations. Uh, and, and a day and time has not been set up here yet, but GTS and Michelle are all working on that. I know as soon as we get that all planned out, we will keep you informed of that as well. Uh, both the new pages uh, for the Triple Threat Talk radio page, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS TTT radio. That's the name of it there. And the Wrestling Championship Challenge page is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS WCC Radio. There you go. I got. I want to make sure get those get those don't get those letters confused. M O U S C. That's absolutely. 
Um, but uh, so definitely visit those pages if you like to uh, uh, like to, uh, um, and we'll be posting hopefully really really soon. We get those shows on the way, and of course also ladies and gentlemen, that just shows that we're just continuing. Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, as we, of course, like I said, uh, as we continue to grow here in WWUS, uh, we hope to have uh, there folks just uh, someone is uh, uh, oh my god what is oh. it oh I'm sorry excuse me. Um, so, uh, like I said, Jim, we're still growing here in W7US, so like I said, continue to listen to us here throughout all our past episodes. And uh, also another program to note here, folks, that we'll go ahead and mention that mention that here to you here as well. Uh, a couple of programming notes, I should say. First off, ladies and gentlemen, we did report that we were going to move W7US Wrestling Revisited to Thursday night before Wolfpack, uh, but uh, I did receive word earlier today that we did have to move that show yet again. So this Friday night at seven, uh, WWS Wrestling Revisited will be will be coming on. I do believe JD, if I'm not mistaken, I think you I think you did say Starcade eighty six would be possibly the Yes, Starcade eighty six could be the discussion uh, folks. Yes, and get ready the night of the Skywalkers folks, however if you remember that show very well, however believe me, however, it's gonna be quite a discussion, let's just say, however Absolutely. So, and the reason uh, why, I mean, I'll tell you the reason why Thursday, because, folks, I am going to be seeing, possibly maybe on Thursday night, the new Skyscraper movie of The Rock. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that was coming out here. Dude. And how funny is it? It's on Friday the 13th, though, folks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, indeed. So, but uh, yes. so Friday night, we'll have that for the Friday edition of Revolution. Of course, also here coming in, going towards the weekend, where we begin predictions in from everyone. For Extreme Rules coming up. Also, speaking of Extreme Rules, don't forget Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock, special edition of Revolution. We'll have, of course, our prediction show for Extreme Rules 2018. Uh, of course, our own Iceman is going to actually be at that show. Uh, yeah. So we can't wait to hear, of course, like I said, uh, all the big time details on. Uh, You'll Raw hear Radio. about it on Monday, however, on Raw Radio. First time it's on my but uh, we'll, we'll, of course, be making a whole lot of predictions here. Of course, also, we'll be making some bets as well as to who will win each match. And, of course, you never, you never know what sort of bets will be made. You'll hear some interesting ones. Um, you might not. So, I mean, you, well, you might. I mean, so it depends on everyone's take on it there as well. So, like I said, special edition of Revolution this uh, Sunday afternoon at 5, 138055 pound. Of course, our live video feed. Or the Extreme Rules pre-show will be from WWUS Network News. Of course, don't forget, before that, Saturday at, uh, we decide to move Saturday at 6 o'clock will be, of course, our, uh, of course, our pop, our weekly uh, review show, WWUS Power Hour. We'll be reviewing everything that is taking place here this week in the radio network. Plus, also uh, giving you, of course, Saturday in uh, wrestling history and also some wrestling news tidbits there as well. So be sure to uh, uh, be sure to listen in on uh, be sure to listen in on that here <coughs> coming up here this weekend, of course. But we still have plenty of shows to go beforehand, folks. Don't forget tomorrow, outside the ropes, wrestling debate and a revolution. For revolution, we'll have, of course, our thoughts on SmackDown. 
and our live video feed from WWF US Beginning of History. Uh, Thursday nights on uh, on Wolfpack, of course, our live video feed will be from NJPW US Forever Honorable. Uh, our Friday edition of Revolution, uh, of course, right after the special wrestling revisited, will be from, uh, of course, uh, our favorite tribute group of JDs, I would think, ECW US This Is Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also, don't forget, after, uh, don't forget Sunday, of course, the prediction show for Extreme Rules. So, it will be a very informative evening here, folks. I mean, an informative week here in the radio network. So, be sure to listen in on that here, indeed, here, folks. Um, but before we go any further here, I was actually, um, I wanted to call everyone's attention here. Um, I may have. Oh, and by the way, we also want to congratulate, and I know this is off the subject, but we want to congratulate the French, however, who beat Belgium today in the World Cup. one nothing. Oh, so they didn't stink that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Pepe Le Pio did not stink. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We get wee wee wee. Okay. But yeah, no, we're, 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 we're just joking here, folks. We're. But yeah, France defeated Belgium in the first semifinal, one nothing. They will now await the winner of tomorrow's game, however, Sunday morning. Now I was just uh, saying that that's going to be a very interesting, like I said, we'll see what happens, however, when they, uh, like I said, uh, tomorrow is the other game, however, like I said, and uh, like I said, let me just pull it up here. I just saw it a second ago. Uh, England and French. Yeah, I think it's going to be England and France, too. I really do. I think it's going to be them, too. I really do. And then tomorrow, like I said, folks, the other semifinal will be Croatia and England tomorrow. The first semifinal will be Belgium will play the semifinal two loser at 10 a.m. on Saturday with the championship game being Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Thank you. Thank you very much, J.D. Of course, we'll be definitely watching out there for you soccer fans. We'll definitely be keeping up on that, especially tomorrow and outside the ropes. We'll give you some more info on that. Um, I do have, and this is uh, quite interesting here, of course. As you know, recently I did I did give a list of possible uh, superstars that they may end up putting on the new WWE 2K19 video game. I think you can free, also play Ronda Rousey's character, I think I heard. Well, actually, I actually found the uh, a trailer that they did for, for Ronda Rousey. I did see that too last night. They showed it on Raw last night. That was pretty cool. And I'll have to post that here on her sometime. But uh, but according to a video on YouTube, they actually uh, so they have actually so far a confirmed list of superstars that will be part of the roster. Oh, and we can tell you real quick. However, uh, we do have an update on Goldust. However, he did undergo surgery on both knees today. However, in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we want to wish him a very speedy recovery. Absolutely. And this indeed, of course, one of the greats right there. The son of the American Dream, if you will. Uh, Goldust, of course, we hope we wish him very well. I hope Cody's also been keeping in touch with him here, too. So. I'm sure Cody has. I mean, like I said, I'm sure Cody came a call today, especially after Kenny. Uh, Cody had that amazing. And like I said, if you want to talk about another great match of the year candidate that was up there this year, like Michelle said, Howard, and I had a chance to watch some of it thanks to Michelle's recommendation on Sunday afternoon a little bit. 
Go back and watch the NJPW matchup between Cody and Kenny Omega Saturday night in Frisco at the Cow Palace. I mean, what a show that was. What The, cra- the crowd was into it. And like I said, it went a half hour, 35 minutes. But the crowd alone and the match alone, absolutely incredible. And that was the match when JR got hurt, however, because as we said, JR apparently got injured in that match. Or not that match, I should say. In the match before that, Juice Robinson and Jay White, however, mind you, that happened. But uh, yeah. very, very unique match, let's just say. Indeed. Uh, let's go ahead and bring you this list right here. Let's get in. And of course, John, uh, JD, John, Fonzie, I'd like to get y'all's opinion on the superstars that are, that are confirmed so far. They're not. It's not complete, obviously. Okay, this okay. Is a, well, you list them. Okay, well, I'm ready to go. So, uh, uh, well, Fonzie, let me go ahead. I'll just want to start with you then on this here while we have some time here. Uh, and then I'll go back to JD this minute. Fonzie, you still with us here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay, listen, listen to this right, and I'll come back to JD when he and when he comes back. Uh, like I said, so far, Fonzie, this is a confirmed list of superstars that will be appearing on the WWE 2K19 video game. Just want to mention that. Uh, let me go ahead and bring that here to you. Uh, not a big list. Number one, obviously, the man on the cover, AJ Styles. Your thoughts here, Fonzie? Yeah, he deserves it. John, your take on AJ Styles. Of course, obviously he's on the cover of the, I believe he's on the cover of the game this year. Uh, Very good, though, indeed. Very good. Uh, Let's get John's opinion here. And ladies and gentlemen, I think uh, John says a definite yes. Uh, I would agree. And I think we have to wait for JD. He's he's gone. He's going to go put a dress on. So I guess he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to tease him with that. I don't know if that's getting too old or not. I mean, it's, I think it's still pretty funny. I got to put the dress on. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. JD, number like so. This is a list so far of the confirmed superstars for WWE 2K19. Fire away. Um, Number one, obviously, the cover boy himself, AJ Styles. Your thoughts here, please. Who else but the phenomenal one would deserve the cover? I mean, one of the greatest, one of the toughest guys in the ring, Howard, and deserving of it this year. I mean, it should have been Rollins, however. I mean, I think Rollins was last year, wasn't he? I can't remember. I think yes, it was Rollins. Yeah, Rollins was last year. Okay. If they were going to put someone on the cover this year, I mean, AJ definitely deserves it, no question about it. I thought Nakamura would have also been a good choice, too. But I think AJ, I mean, definitely deserved it. However, like I said, I mean, considering what over the last year, year and a half or two he has had, I mean, he has, no pun intended, become the phenomenal one, however. And like I said, well-deserved, too. Absolutely. Number two, uh, J.D., I'll start with you then here on this. Number two. Your current Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss. Uh, she's a little up there. I will say that. I was a little surprised she took number two. I thought Charlotte would have been up there, or at least someone like maybe M, like uh, possibly someone else like Nia. But Alexa being number two did surprise me a little. Charlotte could have been the second person. Alexa could have been down a little bit lower. I think not real too low, but still being at number two. However, I was a little surprised to see her spot being there at number two. Well, I think they got these in ABC order. That's probably why they oh, did okay. it. Oh, okay. That's probably why. And, Fonzie, and real quick, just to let you know, uh, here's what Dustin said on Twitter earlier today. 
Hey, everybody, letting you know that both my knees, however, are uh, surgeries went well. Ready to write up out her. Hashtag wellness. Hashtag surgery done. Hashtag Benjamin Bunn. Hashtag Goldust. Hashtag keep stepping. Hashtag WWE. Hashtag supernatural. And this was at 820 tonight on Twitter. So it looks like he is uh, getting better. So uh, it looks like he's going to be out for a little while. But like I said, Dustin, we're thinking of you, man. Get well soon. Absolutely. Uh, Bonzi, your take on Alexa Bliss? Not a... John says he may not agree with her antics, but she is a women's champion, so she deserves to be in the game. Oh, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. I will agree with you there, John. I mean, there's agreement there, like I said. How, uh... Okay. Number number three on the list. Like, this is, this is an alphabetical order, I can tell right now here. Number three, Alicia Fox. Where has she been? You know, I mean, we saw her last week on television briefly with that thing with Bailey, and she was supposed to be back, like, this past week. I mean, she's been out of action for a while, however, with apparently, I guess, I I mean, she was injured, and then I heard there was some issues with her attitude, with management. I mean, she's been out of action, I think, really, since, uh, I think, January, February. Like I said, I mean, it's just, it's crazy that she's been out of action, like I said. I mean, she's been out of action... She was uh, pulled up, it says here, she was replaced by Mandy Rose, however, and like I said, what was it, a couple weeks ago, she returned in the backstage thing with Bailey before being interrupted by Kurt Angle, but the thing is, though, however, unless they have plans for her to maybe come back maybe after this weekend, however, I mean, she's been out pretty much a good bit of the year, however, now the question is, does she want to keep wrestling? I mean, she's only 32, when you think about it, though. But at the same yeah. time, I don't know how much longer she's going to continue wrestling. What's weird, however, it's so weird. Um, her, sis, her sister, I'm looking right now here on Wikipedia, however, uh, was also a professional wrestler, however, and uh, that was when uh, uh, she, she was known as Kaylee Turner back in the day and is now a Tampa Bay Bucks cheerleader, believe it or not. But also, believe it or not, at one time, however, it's weird how Alicia got started because uh, she was seen in a fashion catalog from all people. Uh, by one person in particular, and that's everyone's spirit, Mr. People Power. It's all laryngitis, if you will. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I mean, hopefully she'll come back soon, but like I said, she's been out a lot this year, and I'm surprised she got the number three spot here. Bonzi, your thoughts on Alicia Fox? Yeah, I agree with JD. Okay. John, your take on Alicia Fox? Alicia Fox. As no M. Dar would say. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about them. Folks. 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 Yeah. She made her pro okay. debut, oddly enough, however. It's so weird. She made her pro debut one day after her uh, 20th birthday, believe it or not. That's my goodness. Yeah, July 1st, 2006. Her birthday is June 30th of 86. So, yeah, she was only 20 at the time, however. Wow, my goodness. And John says, yes, she should be there. Next up, this is number four on the list right here. Apollo Crews. Your thoughts, J.D.? A good wrestler who's not gotten the credit he deserves. I thought when he first came up, however, when he first debuted in NXT, he was going to be pretty good. I mean, he's with Titus now and Dana Brooke, the Alexandria York 1991-2018 with her uh, laptop and everything like that. Instead, she uses uh, stat figures. Uh, Apollo's a good wrestler. He reminds me he's a little bit of a young Bobby Lashley in a way. But uh, I think, however, if he would ditch Titus and ditch the whole smiling gimmick out, he would be a pretty good wrestler. I think he's 
not bad, but I just think there's some things holding him back a little bit, though. Bonzi, your take on Apollo Crews? Uh, I would agree with J.D. Okay. John, your take on Apollo Crews? John says he's not been given the credit he deserves, but he does. That John does agree he does deserve to be in the game. Oh God! Next Colin Delaney made his return tonight. However, again on 205 live against Leo Rush, and Leo Rush beat him in two minutes. Well, I'm not so well. I'm shocked about that. Uh, next up, this is number five on the list right here. Five wrestlers. Oscar, your thoughts here, JD. The Empress of Tomorrow, you cannot go wrong with her. I mean, he was a champion for two years, was undefeated, however, and was pretty damn good until what happened at WrestleMania when Charlotte defeated her in a pretty good match. But she's been cooled down quite a bit in the last month and month and a half or two, however, because of that little skank Carmella, however. I think if she wants to get back up in the top three or top two, however, she's got to end this whole bitty feud with Carmella and get back to what she was doing before she became a super before, and that is kicking and taking no names, however. So, I mean, right now she's kind of cooled off quite a bit, however, since she came up to the roster, however. But like I said, I mean, I wouldn't say to the roster in the last month or two. So hopefully they do something with her, however, mind you. But we'll have to wait and see, however. Uh, nice one there. Uh, and speaking of which, Fonzie, your take on Asuka. The <laughs> Right. Well, what did I say again, J.D.? I said, I, I, I said, what, on Oscar, you mean? Yeah, for Oscar. I said she's cooled down quite a bit, however, in the last no, month or no. so or two. Um, the Empress. What's her saying? Well, she's not ready for Oscar. Yeah, that's it. No one is ready for Oscar. Put it over and John says, no doubt, Oscar does deserve to be in that game as well. And what you said about Colin Delaney there, J.D., uh, John said Colin and James Ellsworth should be friends. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, Colin Delaney's been on only a couple times because, really, I mean, they haven't done much with him. Obviously, the reason why is, I mean, they just probably, I mean, they just decided to bring him in and give him a sample here. I mean, like I said, once, I mean, like I said, obviously, Colin Delaney, of course, is just uh once in a while, uh, they'll call him, however, and basically have him job against guys because he isn't the same thing like he once was, however. But uh, I don't know if they're really going to try to bring him back in. I don't really know. I hope not. But like I said, I know he's had a few couple tryouts in the last couple months or so. I think he's been trying to do some work here and there with WWE. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up on the list here, uh, number six here, Becky Lynch. My girl, and that temper of hers. Here's one who is getting really overlooked more and more by a weekly basis, and almost over the last little while, she's had a chance a few times to win money in the bank. She gets hosed over, which is crazy, and I think it's ridiculous that she's getting denied an opportunity because she would be a great champion. I don't know why. I mean, she still has everyone support her, like me. I think a change of uh, attitude would be good for her in a way, however, because I think that would really 
maybe try to uh, maybe uh, change from being uh, the happy, uh, go lucky, fearsome uh, orange-haired beauty that she is. However, who would be like I said, I mean, she she has she's all fired up all the time. However, that's good. But like I said they just continue to snub her, and that's a shame because I think she has all the talent to do this and then some, and they're just kind of brushing her off like nobody's business. It's like Oscar, like I said. She started out real good, like a house of fire and a tornado, however, and then she's cooled down a little bit here and there somewhat, however. But at the same time, you never know. You never know. Really? Bonzo, your take on Becky Lynch? Becky Lynch? Becky Lynch. I'm going to agree with J.D. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> John says uh, that she's she deserves to be in the game too. Okay, number seven on the, I believe it's yeah number seven of the new day. Big E, JD. Uh, will he have the pancakes with him? That's the question. How will we cooking pancakes on the side? Are I mean, he's a fun guy, but at the same time, how I mean, he likes to have fun and enjoys himself. How, but uh, I mean, he's all right. But like I said, I'm a little surprised that uh, he was put on this uh, thing too. Uh, Tom, do your take on Big E? Um, he's a character. Yes, sometimes he could be, you know, funny at times, but in the ring, he's a different. He's a different guy in the ring. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. he puts all the fun. Behind them until after the match is over. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Maybe should be in this. I don't see why not. Yeah, like I said, you're you're right though. I mean, he does have his moments in the ring where he's fun loving and everyone has a good time with him and Kofi and Xavier, and they all when, when do their pancake things and they do their yeah, uh, their shenanigans. Stuff. I mean, not when it's not pancakes, they do different type of shenanigans, whether it be like I said, how doing Francesca or doing like I said, how driving the Miz crazy, how are any superstar, <laughs> the superstars crazy, Miz yeah. being one of them. Obviously, we saw a few weeks ago, but yeah, they're a fun loving group. They just love to have fun with the fans and the fans love to uh, support the Pudios and the Pancakes and Francesca yeah. and all that. That's good. Really? Thing. And the so, ring, he's a great competitor. Yeah, he, he's yeah. a tough guy. He is a very tough guy in that yeah. ring, no doubt about it. I would agree. Yep. Yep. And uh, John says he's lost count on how many appearances Big E has been in these games. He's thinking it might be his fifth. fifth it's either his fifth or sixth, I think. That sounds about right to me, yeah. I'm like... So John says, why not add Big E to the game as well? And and he is. Booty O's! That's it. Let's see what number eight on our on the list of confirmed superstars is. Oh, you'd be surprised about this. JD. Bree Bella is in this game. Uh, Bree has not wrestled a long time, however, which is a surprise to me, however. And I'm surprised they did add her to the game. But I wish her good luck. How I mean, I mean, like I said, she obviously has been out of action for some time. However, I mean, whether or not she comes back to wrestling, that is still up in the air at this point. You never know. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm a little surprised they would put her and maybe Nikki back in the game. However, because they haven't been in the action for all because they're dealing with other issues outside of wrestling. But uh, good to see Bree uh, at least uh, make another appearance in the video game. Bonds, your take on Bree Bella being in the game? 
that's here's the problem with the WWE. They they don't bring the Bella Twins back. Why not? Their competitor, they fight when they need to fight and have fun when they need to do have fun. Just like they eat. You know, where's the Bella Twins? All right, yeah. Okay, Bree had you know, the baby. Well, she's ready to come and fight. You know, yes, she's a babysitter. Okay, that's fine. But you can have a date here. And you can be performing with your husband. You know, and like Biggie, okay, yes, he can have fun. But when he's in the ring, he's a different guy. Just like the Bella Twins. They can have fun. They can dance. But when they're in the ring, they're different. They're fearless. And that's why I like about Bree and Nikki Bella. They can, they can, you know, compete with anybody. Put it that way. And they have their fun. But besides fun, they put the fun behind them. When they're in the ring, they take care of business. So, calling them what the hell WWE's doing? Don't bring the the Bella Twins back? I have no idea. That's what is wrong with WWE. Okay, Charlotte should be back soon. Yes, her dad had a surgery. It went perfect. So, where where's all the competition? You get rid of them. Why? Because they're saying right? Yeah. There's no competition. That's why Cody Rose left. That's why Umanga left. And that's why CM Punk left. And don't be surprised, you're going to see Brock Lesnar gone for good. Because there's no competition. You know, I don't know what the WWE is doing. Uh, yes, free should be in the, in the video game. No question. Of course. I agree. I agree. And John also believe, also agrees that uh, she should be in the game there as well. And now joining us on the live video feed here, folks, in WWUS Nitro Thunder, uh, coming in at the late hour is the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach and, of course, is a... 2016 WWUS Hall of Famer and a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series, and welcome to number 526 Revolution. See who else we have on the, uh, who else we have here, coming in at number nine on the list here is, oh boy, okay. JD, next on the list is Brock Lesnar. Brock next, you said? Brock Lesnar. All right, hold on a second. I am going to say this might be his last game, but again, he has been back and forth so many times when you've seen WWE. Just make up your mind already, however. Seriously. Yeah, there you go. Bonds, your take on Brock? Yeah, deserving. John, your take on Brock Lesnar being in 2K19? I do agree, agree, J.D., with with the talk that he's going probably good at the UFC. 
It's probably going to be the last time he appears in, in, in a WWE game. Um, of course, it will shock me. It will shock everybody, obviously. Um, let's see if John has anything to say about that. Uh, Uh, John says, yes, Suplex City will still continue on WWE 2K19. There you go. Next up on the list here, number number 10, and we're up to number 10 here, folks, is, oh, boy, oh, boy, for current SmackDown Women's Champion, Carmella, J.D. <laughs> J.D.? J.D. 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 has passed out. Or he has passed out. In the meantime, we'll come back to J.D. just a minute. Fonz, just get your take here. Carmella, 2K19. What do you think? Uh, No. You don't? I'm sure the only reason why, I'm sure you would agree, the the only reason why she's in it is because she currently has the SmackDown Women's belt. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, I'm sure if it wasn't for her holding that title, I don't think she'd be in it at all. I mean, that's that's just nothing. But but anyway, okay. Uh, John says, you know that she was going to be in the game, although we may not like it, but she is. J.D., are you back? I'm here still. Uh, your thoughts on the SmackDown Women's Champion Carmella in 2K19? Oh, oh, sorry, I had uh, something caught my throat. It was a hairball because I had a piece of. Uh, Turn up a little bit, JD. I can't hear you there. Sorry, I had a hairball in my throat, Howard, and it hurt like hell because basically, however, I had also a nerd behind me, however, who was wanting to uh, basically say, "Oh, I love you, I love you so much," but meanwhile, you're in a shark cage, pleading for your life, Howard. Basically, and screaming like a little banshee out of hell come Sunday. Yeah, exactly. I would agree. And of course, I'm sure when you got that hairball, JD, I'm sure it's some, somewhere it said the word fabulous on it. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you never know. But there you go. All right, guys. Number E is number 11 on the list right here. Uh, ooh, okay. JD, your thoughts on Cesaro? Yeah, sorry. Cesaro. The Swiss Superman who had, you know, him and Seamus have not been on TV for a long time, and I don't know yeah, why they have. I don't they know. Been been, they have been off for quite some time. I mean, I don't know where they're being. I mean, someone said that, I guess, Cesaro, both of them needed surgery, or they just, they have not had them on TV, I don't think, since WrestleMania, and it's been a couple months. I mean, Maybe they're just taking you know, a good bit of time off. Maybe they just finally decided to get out of wrestling altogether. And if it is, they got out of wrestling. It's a shame because they were a damn good team together. However, yeah. I like them. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know why they haven't been on TV. You know, on maybe that's what I'm telling you about. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna get the tag team division back up and running again, if you are, I'm saying these are yeah. the two guys you would have to put on. I would feel. Yeah. Fonzie, let's get your pick here on Cesaro. Uh-huh. We don't set the bar. We, we are the bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should be in the game. Mm-hmm. And John says Cesaro, WWE 12, 
as a downloadable character and WWE 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And I think the 20th one is It'll be Cesaro's 7th video game appearance. So it's a big, big, big moment for Cesaro there and for the 2K games. Okay. Next up here, number 12, I do believe, is coming up. And number 12 is... Ah, J.D. just mentioned her a minute ago. Charlotte Flair. What do you think, J.D.? She should be up higher than this. I mean, come on. You're talking this about... Like I said, you're talking about one of the greatest, if not the one who does it with Flair all the time. Yes. Indeed. And that's because her name is Flair, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and like we said, her dad just had surgery last week, uh, last yesterday, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was yesterday, J.D. So we definitely want to give out a special shout-out also to another guy who's recovering from surgery, Nature Boy Flair. Yes, and of course, I think she, didn't she go in to fix a leaky melon? Yeah, yeah, ruptured implant. No, she did. No, that's legit. Yeah, ruptured implant. And she started working back at the gym, I heard. She's getting back in the gym, and she says that she's trained to get back in the ring, however, hopefully, however, mind you, for the upcoming, uh, for upcoming SummerSlam, I heard. Well, that'd be great to see her back. Yep. Great to see her back, isn't it? Bonzi, you take on Charlotte. Mm-hmm. The queen is back. She definitely deserves to be in the game. No question. Yes, I agree. <laughs> John says she also needs to be in that game as well. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Number 13 up on the list right here is... Uh, yes, someone definitely, who definitely does deserve, in my opinion, but let's get everybody else's. J.D. Ben Bauer. J.D. Sorry, who's number 13? Ben Bauer. Uh, deserving to be up there. I mean... He is main evented and co main evented a lot I mean stuff since he came back from that inj- from his his serious injury, but a guy who I mean should be one of the top three if not one of the top five like I said, one of the top three of one of the top five contenders for that universal title. It's just a shame they keep the, at times don't know what to do with him. They really don't know what to do. Sometimes he's in the main event, how are they doing right with him? Sometimes they're not doing right with him, however. But like I said, how He's been up and down the last little bit since recovering from his, like I said, when he had that surgery. But like I said, I thought at one point that, I mean, I think I said it uh, towards the end of late last year, early this year, I think I said it at one point that this would be the year of Balor. Um, right now, I'd say, however, he's one of the top uh, couple guys. I still think uh, Braun's up there. I think Seth's number two. If there's number a three or four, tied for third, mm-hmm. maybe fourth overall, as far as superstars that are over, it is Finn. No question. Bonzi, Finn Balor, your thoughts here? Hmm. Why they keep pushing Finn Balor back and back? He never lost his championship. He should have get his rematch against Brock Lesnar. He never lost. He never lost the title. He had to give it up because of the injury on his shoulder. 
okay, which he really true won at the pay-per-view event, and J.D. could be agree with me or disagree, he never lost that championship. No, he didn't. He gave it up because he has surgery. He got to do surgery on his shoulder, okay? And he never gave him a rematch. Why is that? Why? Because you know why? You know why? Because they don't how to run the show. They keep the best wrestlers in the freaking locker room while they're eating peanuts and watching fucking other guys compete. You know, you're paying a lot of money to these superstars and Finn Balor don't have his rematch. He never lost a championship. So, yes, he deserved to be in a video game, but he should be a champion because he never lost the WWE champion. So, that's what I got to say. And John does agree with both J.D. and Fonzie on there. He does deserve to be in it. Number 14, I do believe that's correct. On the list right here, J.D., your take on Jeff Hardy. Well, he is getting up there in years. I mean, he's had a good career. You can't say anything bad about him. He's been through hell and back over the years, however, both in and out of the ring. He's been a tag team champion, a world champion. He's done it all, however. I mean, I don't think there's much left to accomplish or anything like that, if you ask me, however, mind you. Uh, Fonzie, Jeff Hardy. My man. Him and his brother, um, Jeff Hardy. Yes, he has. He's up there his age, but you know, he's fighting all the injuries. That's why you know, he came back you know, from his injury, took off. Now he's the United States champion. He's wrestling every week on SmackDown. Yeah, and that's what you want with your superstars is compete every single night. Yeah, where is Brock Lesnar? You know what? He's he's given up WWE. I'm telling you that. And don't be surprised that at SummerSlam he will lose his title and walk, take his tail and go to UFC because there's no competition. That's why Brock Lesnar is home eating peanuts, okay? He's not competing. Meanwhile, Jeff Hardy comes out every single night and puts up his United States title just like just like Seth Rollins did with his Intercontinental title, okay? He's going to get it back Sunday. I have a feeling he is. But besides that, Jeff Hardy is a true champion, comes out every single night and fought. So, yes, he should be in the game. Him and his brother. And John says Jeff cannot give up on WWE. It's the longest time it's been a while since we've seen Jeff in a WWE game. So I do agree. 
Okay. Next up here, let's see what we have here. Number 15 here, about halfway there, folks. Number 15. Well, we can oh, tell you something about him. He defeated oh. Hideo Itami tonight in the main event, which went 16 minutes long. And that next week, however, we're going to have Noam Dar versus TJP, however, mind you, in Wilkes-Barre next week. As Nation Maverick made the matchup for next week on 205 Live. Oh, goody. Yeah, that's good. All right, fire away. Uh, JD, did it, JD, did you say, I'm sorry, did you say Cedric Alexander won that match? Yeah, against Hideo Tommy. They uh, went, uh, hold on, I'll pull up the match here in a minute. Uh, let's see. Kalisto defeated Tony Nese by disqualification because Buddy Murphy attacked Kalisto, however. <laughs> 20 seconds. Leo Rush defeated Colin Delaney, however, at the Big Frog Flash and a man 50. And that next week, however, him and Akira Tazal will take on one another, referring to Leo Rush. Also, believe it or not, next week, however, it will be announced TJP will take on Noam Dar. And in the main event, Cedric Alexander took on Tommy tonight. Cedric Alexander did win in 1540. Five. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, though, J.D. And, J.D., we'll go to you here next, as I said, number 15 on the list. Uh, someone that you talk about here a great deal, some, and, and and not sometimes a real pleasant way, but you do talk about it. Jinder Mahal. The meathead meatball himself, the total moron. Do we really need to have him on the roster? Oh, hell no. Hell and to the O. Yeah. Yeah. Fonzie, Jinder Mahal, your take? I don't know. There you go. John, your take here on Jinder Mahal being in 2K19? Oh, did you guys hear that? Who was at the, uh, apparently, this is a funny name for a gym. It's called the Mid-Breath Fitness Gym, but that's a real gym in Tokyo. Guess who showed up there last Friday? Who did? Neville. Who, Neville? Yeah. I didn't think he was supposed. To, I didn't think he was cleared. I mean, or, I mean, I thought he was. I mean, I don't know if WWE let him go or what. That I mean, I don't know if he's still in a contract with them or he's allowed to work oh, with somebody. Really? I mean, I don't know the whole story. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, we'll have to see what. We'll see what. We'll have to see what. Uh, what we watching this very carefully there. RJD right, next up here, I believe now, it is number sixteen on the list right here. John Cena, your thoughts here? Retire already. Retire. No. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. John said about Jinder Mahal says he actually, Jinder Mahal does have to be in the game. Uh, uh, but, Fonzie, your take on John Cena? Yeah. He, he's, he's with Nikki Bella. You know, uh, it just had a bachelor party for her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, watching this one commercial of Xbox, this guy. I'm, I'm and I think John Cena should be in it. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. John says he's the franchise of video games that he can't retire. There you go. Number 17 on our list right here. J.D., your take on Kane. The big red monster Kane. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, you think about it, however, I mean, he has had an interesting career, however, but uh, how much longer is he going to wrestle? I thought he was more into politics than anything, though. Yeah, it was even said that his opponent in in, the, in that race and all was criticizing him for, for still wrestling while he should have been focusing on... Yeah, I agree. I agree, yeah. So, I mean, that, how many of go. these are we doing, just out of curiosity? Well, I was going to try to go through them all here. The thing, the video is only like five minutes long. Because uh, hmm. uh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be leaving here in about ten minutes. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to probably stay till twenty after. Well, we, we can stop. We'll stop after this, and after we get Fonzie's and John's thoughts here. Yeah, so yes, we can continue this little tomorrow. Well, like I said, tomorrow I got a busy day ahead of me tomorrow. Uh, yes, uh, JD has a good trial on the grass. I'm yes. <laughs> I'll be wearing one later on. Yes, but then. Uh... Whoa! Hey! Oh! Hey! <laughs> JD is gonna wear this. <laughs> okay, now. Bonzi, okay. your quick, your quick thoughts on Kane being in 2K19? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the brothers to destruction. Yeah. And yes. Kane should have been in it. No question. Okay. And let's see what John has to say here. Kane, he's been in every video game since his debut all 19 times. So oh, Kane yes. Should be in there indeed. So there you have it there, folks. Uh, does anybody have anything they wish to add before we call it an evening? On to you? Uh, no. John, do you have anything you wish to add? JD, do you have anything you wish to add? I'll let John go first. I say something. Okay, let's see. John, anything you wish to add? John says no, nothing to add, but he'll be back on tomorrow. He's now already left us for the evening. So, John, thank you very much. And also has left us as well. We do thank her for coming on there. And, J.D., anything you wish to add? Nope. Okay. On that note here, folks, we do thank you for joining us here tonight. For oh, did you guys Friday. ever hear of uh, Scott Casey, the wrestler? You heard of who? Scott Casey, the wrestler. Yeah, I've heard that name before, yes. He's having a uh, heart surgery tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah, he's only 64. He's saying a prayer for, uh, for, for this... Uh, I, I assume he's retired, right? Yeah, he uh, wrestled for 20 years. He wrestled for the WWE from 87 to 90. However, he, uh, with, like I said, he began his career. What was his nickname? What was his championship wrestling? He was also WCCW TV champion once, too. Huh. JD, what was his uh, nickname for when they announced his name to go to the race? Who, Gary Michael Capetti, you talking about? Yeah, the one you guys are talking about now. No, I'm talking about Scott Casey, not uh, the other guy. Oh, Scott, Scott Casey. That's what I'm Scott yeah. Casey was a guy and has been retired since 1990. This guy, of course, spent nine years in Tully Blanchard's dad Southwest Championship Wrestling promotion in August of 1983. He defeated Adrian Adonis to win the Southwest Championship Wrestling World Heavyweight title. A month later, he defeated, or actually two weeks later, he defeated Tully's son, uh, Joe Santali to win the SWSW Southwest. What was his stage name? He did not have a stage name. It was his real name, Scott Casey. Oh, okay. He is 71 years old, by the way. Yes. Like I said, he is the Southwest Heavyweight Champion. 
like I said, he won that title, however, if I can find it here. Uh, like I said, Casey, Casey, I'm trying to find it here, guys, so bear with me. Uh, but like I said, like I said, he was a champion once. He was also the NWA Western States Heavyweight Champion twice, and the World Heavyweight Champion once as well. Like I said, he held that title, however, in August of 1983, but the title was retired a few weeks later. Adrian Johnson, of course, won the title originally in May of 1983 when he defeated Cowboy Ace Bob Orton Jr. in an eight-man tournament final, final, believe it or not. But he also, like I said, referring to KC, after leaving the WWE retired from active wrestling, he took jobs in a car dealership and construction and began working as a trainer for Nick Bach, which was a UWF international wrestling promotion. He is credited as the trainer who broke Booker T into the business and now works as a security officer at the Luxor Hotel Casino in Vegas, a post he's held over 12 years. In 2006, he was honored by the Cauliflower Alley Club. Oh, okay. okay. And UWF 5, of course, began in May of 1991 and was disbanded five years later, uh, based out of Japan, however, mind you. And some of the wrestlers, like I said, included uh, J.T. Southern, uh, Pez, Pistol Pez Wally, Tommy Cairo, Steve Cox, uh, The Iron Sheik, Bob Backlund, to list a few. Thank you, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, for J.D. We wish good wishes to Scott Casey going through that procedure there. I think, I think our friend Mr. Sam, Michael Sam Houston knows him pretty well. I'll have to check uh, at some point. Okay. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. All right, now, thank you very much for joining us here tonight for episode 526 of Revolution. Uh, like I said, uh, Tuesday, July 10, 2018. Uh, be sure to join us here tomorrow night for WWS Outside the Ropes at 630, uh, 141-387-pound. WWS Wrestling Debate makes its return tomorrow night from 8 to 9. Call ID 139 And hopefully we'll have a good bit to discuss, maybe. You never know. Absolutely. I'm sure Supreme Rules will be probably the top topic on that. Yeah. And also, Revolution, of course, tomorrow night will be a live video feed. will be from WWF US Beginning of History. And more talk about, of course, what happened tonight on SmackDown Live is in addition to your wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, and of course, a lot of implications coming in on for Extreme Rules. Uh, of course, uh, we'll be talking more a great deal. And we'll make, we may finish off the other part of this uh, list from YouTube, of course, of the confirmed list of superstars so far. For 2K19, for the Iceman Jared D. Geraldo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, and the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach. This is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw saying thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on here, like we said, tomorrow night with our triple threat, and of course we have a lot more action here to go. Be sure to join us, of course, like I said, for our company uh, here. Pretty soon we'll have our two new shows: Wrestling Championship Challenge and Triple Threat Talk. Uh, we'll be popping on here very, very soon. We'll keep everybody informed as the window shows will take place. Revolution 526 is a broadcast of the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. Well, we are three years older and continuing to be colder. The radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Guys, take care of yourselves and each other. We will definitely see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. God bless everyone. Have a terrific evening, and we'll talk at you tomorrow night, starting with Outside the Ropes at 6.30. Take care. Have a terrific evening out there, folks, and God bless. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.